Hello and welcome to the Striker Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones, homeschool coach and homeschooling mom of twin boys. I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom that you can implement in your life too. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. Be sure to check out my Working Homeschool Mom Magic Mindset Challenge in the show notes and sign up to my newsletter for lots of cool homeschool freebies. And if you ever need to chat, please book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I hope you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. Talking to Diana Wheeler, aka Mindful Living Guru and the Queen of Meditation and Relaxation. Welcome to the podcast, Diana. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this. Seeing this unfold has been so fun, and I'm just happy to be part of it. Okay, so before we get into the nitty gritty, I like to warm up a little bit with a question that I really love. Uh, so, if you were to publish your autobiography today, what would the title be and why? So this was a hard question, even though I absolutely love reading so much, like piles of books everywhere in my house. Um, I had to think about this. So uh, it's a great question because it, it made me ponder. Um, so I decided the title should be Live Without Regrets. I used to be a person that would hold back and kind of hide on the sidelines whenever I could. And over the years, I learned I needed to be true and authentic to myself and not question and doubt so much. So not letting opportunities pass by that would I would later regret. And of course, regretting spending time on things that really aren't serving me or providing any value. Things that just don't feel good. And I know this is something that most people can probably say yes to, but if you've ever agreed to something and then regretted saying yes, because it's not the best thing for you at the time. That's what I mean by no regrets. So to do things intentionally with purpose, and that really defines what it means to live my life mindfully. So live without regrets. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yes, I think that would be a fantastic autobiography to read. Okay, so maybe you could start also by telling us a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do about your children or your child and things like that. So our household is multi-entrepreneurial. Um, my husband is a realtor. We have a vacation rental, an Airbnb. Um, and then I have my meditation business. And I do also work part-time, which now is mostly from home. So keeping track of all the things that we have going on can be, can be interesting. And we're coming and going and, and all these things. So one thing that we love is the flexibility. Like we can move and change things as we see fit. And, and we absolutely love that. Our son is 11. He's in sixth grade. And so we've been homeschooling since the end of first grade with him. And again, we just, 
we just love the freedom and the flexibility to to make changes and shift and adjust things however we we need to to feel the best so it's a little nutshell of of what happens over here <laughs> um, I mentioned I love reading. Uh, we love hiking and exploring. We bought kayaks a couple of summers ago, and so we have a, a little challenge every summer to go out kayaking on all kinds of different bodies of water and, and exploring. So we just we just really love doing new things and trying new things. So that's us. Mm, lovely. I love seeing your kayaking stories on, on Instagram. They, oh, they look lovely. It's definitely such a lovely sport, though, isn't it, kayaking? It is. It's so pretty. Mm, and you get to mm. just soak, soak in so much because mm. you're, you're moving at that slower um, pace, you know, which, of course, with meditation is something I absolutely love <laughs> um, to just slow down and, and take things in. And okay, so you spoke about the flexibility. Are there any other reasons why you decided to homeschool your son and also to become kind of a working homeschool mom specifically? So yeah, we're in our fifth year homeschooling and I've had a part-time job the whole time. Uh, my business has been growing for the last three years. And I mentioned we finished uh, or we started homeschooling him after he finished first grade at public school. And he had the most amazing teachers. I'm not going to say that there was anything wrong with that situation, but we saw different opportunities to help him learn and grow. And we, again, really appreciated the flexibility of homeschooling. Um, with our vacation rental, we do like to travel there ourselves and spend time there. And it's so wonderful to just pack things up and take it with us and just be in a new environment and a new place and still do our schooling. So that's probably the biggest the biggest reason, but allowing him to learn his strengths, figuring those things out together, and it's been such a joy to be part of his learning instead of hearing about it afterwards, right? Mm. Yes, you become so disconnected from your children when they're at school, I think. It's actually such a shame. I think that's it's so wonderful to be able to spend time together as a family, even though it is difficult. And that brings me to my next question. So have there been times when you wanted to quit? And if they were, how did you get through them? So goodness, absolutely. Yes. Um, there's so many times we get frustrated and, uh, you know, we want to quit. Sometimes the idea of just sending him off to school would be easier for all of us. You know, you get this little... Um, voice in your head that's like, well, if he just went to school, this wouldn't, we'd all be fine. But then usually something creeps in and reminds me that we'd still have challenges if he were at public school. They would just look different, right? Like mm. we'd have different things. And so it's not to say that it would be easier, <laughs> although some days I feel like it. We would just have to navigate other hurdles and obstacles that he would face at public school. So I try to remember that on the hard days. Um, usually to work through those, we take a break. We set aside like our normal school activities and we do something else. We go outside or I'll have him teach me something. He loves to draw. He loves to paint. He loves computer coding and gaming. Um, and so to give him that freedom to teach me, which... I, sometimes I'm not the best at, but I try. 
it gives us that little reset. And so then we can come back to our regular regular schedule or our regular activities and just feel a little bit better. And of course, because of my background, meditation, taking deep breaths, and that's one of the biggest tools. If he, I can tell he's starting to get frustrated, it's always to just pause, take a few deep breaths, you know, try to verbalize what's upsetting him or why it's so frustrating, and then we can work through it and make changes and adjustments as we need to. So it's not easy, <laughs> but nothing, nothing would be easy. I guess that's my, my long story short. Sure, absolutely. Oh, I love the idea of him teaching you something. I think that's amazing because it's such a fantastic way to learn, isn't it? To teach something because I know I've learned a lot of math <laughs> in the last uh, four years, <laughs> definitely. Oh, um, absolutely. And so obviously as a working homeschool mom, there and obviously you have your own business and working part-time and the rental, how do you manage to organize everything? How do you stay organized? So... Sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm very organized. We'll just put that out there right now. <laughs> Some days feel like everything is everywhere. But prioritizing is something that I teach in my in my work with meditation. Obviously, if you want to create a habit, you need to put something first on the list. And so this is something that I teach to others. And that has come in handy for myself because I can see what needs to happen and, and make a list you know, either mentally or physically on paper, like these are the things that we need to put first. Does it always work that those things get done? No, <laughs> but we can adjust and kind of shift gears as we need to. To kind of just lay it out, I have a planner. I have, we have our four main studies, you know, math, science, social studies, and language arts. I lay out week to week in our school planning um, and even in some of our personal planning you know, I look ahead kind of one week at a time. I would love to plan ahead a month or six months with our schooling, but I'd have to change it because some lessons take longer, some things we move through faster. And if I plan too far ahead, I end up having to redo it all and just wasting time. So I'm pretty gotten into a pretty good routine of just looking one week at a time and making space to, to be ready for that. We have one space that's in the basement that's kind of our, our supply zone. And then we like to use the cardboard like book boxes, the magazine type things, so that we can take stuff with us easily. Or we, we like to move rooms. Sometimes we're on the couch. Sometimes we're at the table. Sometimes he's laying in his bed. Like, so it's easy to just pick it up and go and have things easy to grab. Okay. And how do, important do you think mindset is for being a successful working homeschool mom? So it is incredibly important. We can let the day-to-day -day stress drag us down because it will be there. Or we can learn ways to manage it and work through those challenges moving forward in a positive way. So there are a few different numbers out there based on different situations or relationships, but at the end of the day, we need a greater number of positive situations, interactions, or experiences to offset the amount of negative things in our world. So mm. the negative is really easy to find and it comes at us all the time. You know, it's speaking about the greater world, like our society, we just, it's so easy to find that. 
what that means is we need to have a positive mindset and we need to be mindful of reinforcing those positive things in our and our child's life because we just can get dragged down with that negativity so easily. That's a topic I could talk about all day, but it's really, really important that the mindset is huge. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And also the negativity kind of breeds negativity as well. It's like misery loves company, right? In- mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely need to counteract that. And uh, also something that's very important, obviously, as a, a mother, I think in general, maybe especially as a working homeschool mom, when you have a lot on your plate, what does self-care look like for you? So this this took me a long time, but my mornings be, have become a really important piece of my day. I read a book once that said, make your morning something you're excited to wake up for. Um, and that sort of clicked for me that I was a person who waited and waited and waited until the very last minute to get out of bed. And then I felt rushed and stressed and overwhelmed. And we had to do this and get here and, you know, just all the things. And so to have that slower pace for myself in the morning has been probably one of the biggest changes. And of course, I started just doing five minutes of meditation. And then when that felt comfortable, I added, you know, journaling and spending time reading. And then I added getting up and doing some movement. And so now it's this little package that Mm -hmm. makes my mornings really just set me up for the day. So I feel good before I do anything else. I take breaks throughout the day to move around because, again, we just can get stuck behind screens or like sitting for so long. So these breaks and creating different pauses in the day can create a different feeling in your mood and your patience. Like I find if I don't take a break to do meditation when I'm feeling stressed out or I don't walk around a little bit and just move my body, I start to get kind of short-tempered or losing my patience, which of course, when you're homeschooling or you're doing, even if you're doing work and things aren't going as you wanted to, you can just get more and more frustrated. So it's little pieces that add up and it's, you know, it's great if I can take a long, hot bath. It's great if I can take a day and, you know, go for a haircut and all those, those kind of fancier things. But I think mm-hmm. self-care can be really, really simple as well. Absolutely. Oh, I like the idea of, yeah, because often there's uh, not a lot of time. So those little pockets, like you said, are incredibly valuable and useful. That's so true. And so what does your schedule generally look like? Do you have a very set schedule or are you generally quite flexible in um, how you fit everything in? Um, Kind of flexible. If things need to change, you know, we can make space for that. But for the most part, we have a fairly good routine. Um, As I mentioned, starting with that kind of me time in the morning and knowing I've done those things to help my mood and my body feel good just kind of propels me forward for the rest of the day. Um, I do most of my work before lunch and our son works on the independent activities. So he's 11. So there are some things he can do by himself. He can do some creativity. He will go do movement, you know, just some of those things that help him and his body kind of get ready for learning. He's doing social studies mostly on his own. So he does that in the morning as well. 
just checking in on him, making sure he has everything he needs and if he has any questions. And then after lunch, we dig into the stuff that he might need more guidance or support with. And that's just what I've learned works best for us. He gets his time in the morning to go a little bit slower and I get to finish some of those important work tasks so that they're not weighing on my mind. (laughs) And then we both feel better when we start working together. And so we use our afternoon and finish up, of course, before dinner. And that's generally, you know, a four to five day a week, depending on other activities we might have or appointments or if we're traveling, things might adjust a little bit. And I think that's, I mean, that just goes to show how wonderfully flexible homeschooling can be, that you can actually be teaching in the afternoon, for example, and don't have to be stuck in the morning, which I think a lot of people feel when they start homeschooling, especially that they should kind of um, have a a school at home set up or schedule. Yes, I really like that. He is not a morning child. Mm -hmm. Um, I can imagine sending him to public school and the it would be rough. It would be really, mm. really hard for him to be in a good mindset and feel good about, you know, learning and putting focus on things um, earlier in the day. He just does so much better if we if we take that time after lunch when he's able to just really take it all in. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. And you did say when you have kind of rough periods that you take a break. Are there any other kind of things that you do on a, like if you're having a really tough homeschool day? You know, the biggest thing there is to remember that tomorrow's a new day. (laughs) Like one tough day or even a couple of few days, like it's not going to stay forever. I, we do take those breaks. We take deep breaths. We change activities and we just give ourselves space from things that are are more challenging and hard so that we don't get really frustrated and angry and upset. You can reconvene, come back together when you feel better emotionally. I've learned that there's no sense in pushing through and just forcing him to learn or forcing me to teach because most likely it won't it won't work. Like he's not going to learn it if we're both frustrated and upset the things won't stick, the concepts won't won't hang on because our body is just naturally upset. And so we're kind of feeling scattered and, and stressed. And so I've just learned to just take a break and then come back. And most likely it will go better, or at least you've had time to clear your mind a little bit. Sure, absolutely. And I also feel that that kind of comes with experience as well, because I think or I remember when I started and the kids were resistant that I would push just because you feel so much pressure to do a certain amount of hours and to do a certain amount of work. I think it becomes also with experience where you can kind of let go a little bit. um, Absolutely. Which Mm -hmm. makes homeschooling much more effective for everybody involved. (laughs) All right. And what is your absolute favorite homeschooling resource and why? So for me, it's honestly other homeschooling parents. We have adjusted and changed our schedule, our curriculum, our organization, all of it so many times over the course of the last five years. And it's because you can find communities of parents and ask questions and have conversations and you learn from their experiences and you see the options that are out there right? It's so valuable 
we've been able to try many different things and figure out what works best for us. The trick there is to not get overwhelmed by looking at everything every other homeschool parent is doing and thinking that you need to do it all too. <laughs> like there's a balance between taking inspiration and learning from them and and then that comparison trap. So if you're struggling other homeschool parents that's absolutely been my my biggest tool over the years. Absolutely. And it's a very good point that comparison because yeah, that can really make you feel bad about your homeschool. So obviously just to take the things that are useful. I think it's to realize that there are so many different ways of doing it as well. I think really important about homeschooling, I think, that no mm -hmm. homeschooling, no homeschool looks the same as another one at the end of the day. And what do you think are the most important things when starting out with homeschooling? So right at the beginning. So the first thing when a parent asks me about homeschooling, unfortunately, is that we do have to know the laws and regulations for our state or region. There are things in place, especially in the United States, and it looks different for every, every state has different um, rules. And so we have to know that, you know, is kind of our first place to start. And once you know those quote unquote requirements, then you can begin to develop your plan. You can look at the different pieces and parts that you have to do and the pieces and parts that you want to do and create your plan from there. I always say it's a matter of working with your child to figure out the way they learn the best and the way you teach the best. And you kind of alluded to this. If they've been in public school or even us as parents who went to public school, there's definitely a learning curve to being at home. It's not likely that our homeschooling experience will look or feel what a school day looks like. That's of most parents that I talk to, mm -hmm. nobody has a school day set up at home. It's just very different for each of us. And obviously the biggest requirement is, is knowing what we have to do, what's, re what's required of us, and then making adjustments and changing things as we go. Patience and trial. You could start with a curriculum at the beginning of the year and by... November, right now, when, when we're recording this, maybe you changed because it wasn't working. So be flexible, have patience with the, the process of learning how to teach your child, and just keep working together until you find what, what feels best. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. And also maybe just that um, finding one particular schedule might not be the schedule for the rest of your life. As you also said, that you've changed a lot over the last five years, being flexible yes. to maybe changing, letting go of curricula or changing your schedule or things like that, I think. Because it's, it's so scary in the beginning, though, isn't it, that you want everything to be perfect. But um, embracing the imperfection, I think, is so important. It can be overwhelming. And you are mm. absolutely right to embrace the imperfection. Things are going to, you're going to learn what works. And it just takes time to do that. And we are in a very instant gratification world. So we want to start with something and just take off running and not look back. And 
if I had done that and stuck with some of the things that we've tried, we would be absolutely miserable. <laughs> like it would be awful. So he would probably be begging me to change. So know that there there is that flexibility again just to make changes so that you're doing what feels good to you and to your child. Absolutely. And I think it's also important that it's you as well as your child, because sometimes I think we forget that parents, us as parents, also need to be able to work with this particular schedule or whatever. And it does take time to kind of mesh the two together, I think, in the beginning. What would be, okay, this is obviously quite a big question, but what would be your number one piece of advice for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom? Well, I kind of have two, mm. sort of. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> one, the, one is a really hard question. So first thing is to take one day at a time. We have such a tendency to worry about the past or to think about the future and what's coming and tomorrow this and tomorrow that, and we miss what's happening right now. So it's important, of course, as we're learning with our child and helping them, that we pay attention. We're not thinking about yesterday's mistakes. We're not worried about tomorrow's lesson. We're paying attention to what they need right now and how we can help them and support them. Just doing one day at a time. So that's first first piece of advice. The second is keeping the best parts of your journey in the forefront of your mind. And I usually suggest doing this through a gratitude list. You can do this as a family or independently. You can have your child write down things. You can, your spouse can, whoever's involved in the process. What things are you enjoying the most? What new things are you glad you learned or you're excited about? What memories are you making together as you're going through this process that you you want to hold on to? You want to look back and think, man, that was a really, really great day. And again, doing this loops back to the, the mindset piece. This helps boost that positivity, giving us those, those things to celebrate, those things that make us happy will help on the days when things are hard <laughs> because we can mm. say yesterday we, you know, baked cookies together or we did whatever thing that put a smile on your face. Even though today is hard, I'm grateful because. Um, and so that just, again, reinforces that and having your kids do that too, because sometimes days are like, whew, that was rough. And, but if you, if you stop and you ask them or you ask yourself, What's something today that went good? What's something today that, that you enjoyed learning about? And then you start to see, oh, maybe it wasn't all bad. <laughs> so one day at a time and look for stuff that makes you smile because that will, will help in the long run. Yes, I love that. That's amazing. And getting our kids to do it from such a young age because obviously we've only kind of come to it later though, haven't we? those kinds of mm -hmm. things. So to, to give them the opportunity to learn that when they are still small is so powerful. Yes, I love it. Okay. And finally, I know you're working on some amazing things. So uh, maybe you could share a little bit about what they are and also where people can find you online. Um, yes. So I'm actually have enrollment open at the moment for Focus on You in 2022. Uh, so we're starting up in January. 
And this is a group program where the women who join in are all working together to create this community and this space of support and encouragement while we learn different tools for mindfulness, different tools to help us be present and not let life pass us by. So this homeschooling, working at home, some of us, you know, our business owners, all of these things, a day can go by and you're like, what happened? <laughs> I missed everything and I feel exhausted. So to slow down and take time in each day so that we can really be present and mindful of, of what we're doing and why we're doing it and how to feel our best. And of course, that translates then into so many other areas of our lives. I mentioned my morning, our, our homeschooling, taking breaks, like all of those pieces are things that I've been teaching over time to make space in the day so we can, we can be here, we can enjoy it. Um, and not sit on the sidelines. I mentioned I was somebody who <laughs> sat on the sidelines a lot. And I tell you, it's much more enjoyable to be active and, and part of my life. So if that interests you at all, um, again, we're going to be starting up in January. And you can reach me. Instagram and Facebook are both Deanna Wheeler. And if you want to contact me directly, then the best way probably is to just book a call through it's heal, H-E-A-L dot me, M-E backslash Deanna Wheeler. There's a spot there where you can just book a 15 minute session for free and we'll chat about where you're at and if this is something that could be helpful to you. So that's, that's probably the best way to reach out. Okay, that sounds amazing. And like I said, I will put all the all those contacts in the in the show notes as well. So thank you so much, Diana. It was amazing to talk to you. I knew you were going to share such wonderful wisdom and you have. And it's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you. So thank you so very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And I'm so happy to share. I really hope you enjoyed the episode today. Drop me a DM on Instagram or post on the Working Home School Mom support group over on Facebook and let me know what resonated the most with you. It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe or share the podcast with a Working Home School Mom who might need it. Until next time, take care.